Welcome to Cutting Edge Web Content Development, the podcast where we delve into the world of CMS systems and their crucial role in website and web content development. In each episode, we'll explore the reasons why founders, CEOs, CTOs, and CMOs of web content development companies need CMS systems to thrive in the digital landscape. Get ready to uncover the secrets behind successful website management, content creation, and seamless user experiences. Here's your host, Jonathan Ames. Welcome to Cutting Edge Web Content Development, sponsored by Butter CMS. My name is Jonathan Ames. I'm the host. Today, I have Matt Knudsen on with us. Matt actually is Director of Sales here at Butter CMS. He's going to talk a little bit about headless CMS, how that might help both marketers and developers that will work better in creating better sites. So Matt, first, tell me why do people look at a headless CMS? Why do they reach out to you about that? Yeah, so usually they have some goals or needs that aren't being met by their current system. And so when you say headless, just for reference here, basically we mean an API-connected CMS that doesn't come with a front-end system like a lot of monolithic ones. So there's a few different reasons. Site performance is definitely one. Ease and speed of content creation, connectivity with other third-party systems. It's very common now to hear the term composable architecture for MarTech and, and other systems, so we fit very nicely into there. Basically, if they have any bottlenecks right now in the content creation process or they have any technical limitations in things like delivering to multiple channels, localizing their content, things like that, this might be a very good fit for something like that. Yeah. Are there any particular industries that are more of a fit for headless than others? Or You know, not necessarily. We do see it quite a lot in e-commerce just because there's a lot of data out there on site load speeds and what that does to e-commerce conversion rates and cart abandonment and stuff like that. But not necessarily. I mean, anyone that has a fair amount of content, like I said, that wants it delivered to multi-channels or wants it localized, it could be a very good system. Okay. So uh, quick difference between a headless CMS and a traditional CMS. What's the big difference there? So let's say a traditional is like a WordPress or a site or Wix. Right. So typically there's kind of three pieces of technology you can almost think of that make up a CMS. And so for a, a more traditional, like a WordPress, You've got your backend, which is made of code. And in WordPress's example, it needs to be PHP. So you have to code in PHP if you're using WordPress. You've then got your content management system. So that's kind of your you know, way to manage content and your authoring layer. And then you've actually got a front end, which is your presentation layer that delivers that to the website. In most traditional systems, those three are very tightly coupled together. And so what that means is if you want to add on any other tools or technology, you usually have to stay within that brand's ecosystem. Like a plugin, right? What Headless does, at least in Butter's case, is we support 29 different programming languages. So for us, it doesn't really matter what your backend or your frontend is written in. So that gives a lot of flexibility to content teams. And then everything is connected via API. So it allows people to have a really fast, lightweight front end, plug in other tools, both your e-commerce platform as well as, you know, other marketing tools. It's very fast and it's not limiting in terms of the technologies you can use, both in your tech stack as well as other things you can plug in. Okay. So what are some of the successes that you've seen with a company then switching to headless from a traditional? Site performance is a really immediate effect usually because of the technology itself. So in some of these more coupled systems, depending on how the caching and stuff is done, you may be rendering a lot of the site 
at once. And so that slows down your first content paint, your site load speed and things like that. So especially in some industries, that has a real direct negative impact uh, if they're doing some sort of e-commerce or even just brand awareness. So one of the things that an API-based system does is we're just making an API call to pull that particular page that's being visited. So it's a much, much faster site loading speed. Most headless CMS also use a CDN. So images and videos are one of the slowest loading properties on a website. So having that delivered through multiple servers instead of one also really helps with that. So just kind of the nature of the technology helps with site performance, but it also, like I said, gives you a lot more capabilities in terms of omni-channel delivery for one piece of content and then other abilities in terms of localization and having things done automatically for you via API versus kind of some of the manual processes we see people do with more your traditional systems. Okay, so site performance is one of the drivers that brings people there. Any other reasons why people come to a headless versus a traditional? Yeah, so that's a really, really great point. We do have a lot of people that come to us who have identified some issues on the technical side of their site that they want to address. Another really big use case is just kind of the content creation process. So some systems, when you're updating content, or especially when you're creating a new template for a new page or something like that, requires development involvement. And so often that really slows down the content creation speed. So instead of something being done in an hour or two to get out in the world, it may take several days or sometimes we even hear longer. So there's a lot of SEO effects as well as just kind of the content team in general wanting to jump on to quick offers and topical things that they're not able to do. We've also spoke to some people in systems where you actually need some HTML programming or some sort of technical expertise to be able to update content on the site. What an API-based system allows you to do is the other kind of flip side to having a WordPress-type system is that the development team is usually taking all of the costs and burden of hosting it, maintaining it, supplying, applying security patches, upgrading to a whole new version of it every couple of years when that comes out. And what a system like Flutter does that's headless, API-driven, SaaS-based is that we take all of that hosting and development cost um, kind of in the overall maintenance away. And so most of the development work within a headless CMS is kind of on the initial setup and implementation. So we recommend they sit down with their marketing team. We create the templates and everything we need to do to give them the controls to build the types of pages that they want. After that's done, development should have very little day-to-day -day involvement with the CMS at all. So no more content, updates, changes. Marketing has the autonomy to do all that by themselves. No maintenance, security, patches, upgrades, things like that. So in general, it should make the content creation process a lot faster and a lot less complicated without bogging down technical teams to let the marketing team actually react at the speed that they want to. So quick reaction speed, if you're not on like a page builder where you're doing it all yourself and you do have a dev team that's involved in building out your site or maintaining parts of it, then it can be much faster having a backend like Butter CMS to allow your team to just shoot content out. Exactly. And some teams are kind of thin in terms of the IT staff. And so getting them to make a content change, build a new landing page type because they need it for this piece of content. We've heard stories of weeks to months sometimes. Most people also need to be proficient in PHP or whatever particular programming language that their current CMS has kind of locked them into. Whereas something like a headless, they could build some really fast Java-based front-end or other systems that can interact very easily, quickly, and find a lot more developers that are able to program in those languages. 
Yeah, I know in previous positions I've been where we've worked with WordPress, even though WordPress is kind of built to be something that a non-technical user could go in and add in content and make changes, because almost always the website was built on a template, that template then had to kind of work within the bounds of that. It was very easy to break the template when you try to do something a little bit outside of the template's normal abilities. And so then you break the site, you'd have to go to dev and say, ah, I just broke it. I was trying to do this and somehow it broke the table system and it doesn't work anymore. They'd have to go in kind of an emergency fix, fix that out for you. And so there was certain trepidation as a marketing team, even getting in there and making changes because you're like, yeah, I sure hope this doesn't break our template. Yeah. You want to break it. So butter doesn't use like pre-built templates. So it's, it's a custom built template is what I'm understanding, correct? Yeah. And so the way that we do it is you're not editing code, even on the developer side, when you're going in to build a template, so to speak. It's all done in the Butter UI. And so based on the slugs that are used, that API call can be directed specifically to obviously to call that page. One thing I just thought of that I don't want to skip over before we change topics is another big reason that people would choose headless is dynamic content presentation. So You may be able to build a landing page, but have some components only be shown if certain parameters are met within that API call. This allows people to do things like customer segmentation. So let's say you are an e-commerce site, and so you have people log in. You can create your own categories of content specific to your own buckets of users. You guys can segment them however you like. Butter is able to tell via login, so we don't actually get in the middle of the login process. So Butter doesn't know if Matt visits that he's 43 and he lives in Minneapolis and all of these things. All we would know based on that is maybe some, maybe you want to have certain content for middle-aged men in the Midwest. I don't know. But what that allows you to do is create those buckets so that when I go to visit, my landing page is displayed specifically for me using different content categories that you've identified. Okay. So that brings up an interesting topic. So That, what you just described, is typically the realm of of digital experience management platforms, something like Adobe, AEM. We call it personalization, yep. Yeah. So you're saying that Butter could facilitate something like that by allowing you to create these variation parts of the page that were dependent upon who was logging in and seeing that. So you could swap it out for each person. Yeah, that's exactly right. So we have people that build... And again, this is kind of where you can get as complicated as you want to be. Butter allows you to create all these categories and do all these things all on your own in the sense that we don't restrict you to anything. So we have people that only have three or four categories and they're happy with their customers getting those different versions. We have people that have dozens and dozens that get very granular. So again, really allows for some detailed levels of personalization depending on the need for that Okay. So it sounds like most of the benefits you're talking about here are things that a marketer, a digital marketer would care about, a content creator would care about. Are there any other job titles that typically are interested in looking at Butter for helping their performance? It's the technology team and the marketing team is 90% of who I speak to. It's usually both at some point during the process because it does involve both teams and it affects both teams. Obviously, your C-level leadership and finance and stuff usually gets involved in terms of making sure the budget makes sense. But in terms of the teams we directly affect most, it's usually those two. Okay. You mentioned before that part of the benefit to the technical team is they didn't have to do the hosting, the security, the patches, and things like that. And the content changes, yep. Yeah, the day-to-day workload of making changes to the website could be offloaded to the content or marketing teams to do by themselves. Exactly. So those are the main benefits to the IT team, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's basically, we hear things that they'd rather be working on 
projects that drive revenue or fund new builds as opposed to spending 20% of their week maintaining CMS. And so it just, it frees up development time, which obviously allows it to be placed in more revenue driving areas. I know one of the things that interested me when I first started looking at some of the customers that Butter has is that a lot of the IT people seem to be interested in building out something really custom. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to build it all from scratch. So they wanted to look at using Butter as kind of a piece to that. Do you see that a lot? Yeah. And in fact, I think we're pretty well positioned for that. So you're exactly right. We do have teams that kind of go back and forth. Well, we could build this custom ourselves, especially if you have a pretty competent development team. And it sort of seems like, at least with the groups that I've spoke to, that you're exactly right. We can either build this fully custom, but that that means we always maintain it. As people leave, someone else has to come in and build out and maintain it. Or you choose a headless solution that really has everything, all the bones of it kind of set up for you, but allows you to fully customize the content types, the delivery, the API calls, everything like that, and build everything exactly how you want it. So yes, I mean, I think we often have people coming off of traditional CMSs that they've coded and maintained for 10 or 15 years, that it's just gotten to be too big of a headache. And things have come along enough now to where a headless system like us that is completely customizable is a really good transition step for them. Or even for people that are considering doing it custom, we can save a lot of time and resource hours by, like I said, basically having everything set up and then just allowing them to customize the different content types. So let's say, you know, an IT leader or a marketing leader comes in, reaches out to you, wanting to do that first call. What are the things that they're wanting to understand typically in that first call from you? Well, usually they've come because they have some awareness of processes or something that isn't working the way that they want them to. Like I said, sometimes they come and say our site performance has been poor. We've had conversations round and round about how the website can be configured or tweaked to do it. And we realize with the technology we have, we just can't get there. And so oftentimes they want to understand, especially if Butter is different, if they're using a WordPress, it is a different technology. So we need to make sure that we, everyone understands that change. They understand the benefits. They make sure that they want to go down that path. They're often looking to see, how do I do a certain content type in Butter? How would I set up a landing page? Just very basic things like that. All the way up to what are the exact technologies that you integrate with? What are exactly the things that my team can and can't do? What would the development team need to do? Things like that. So a lot of times on a first call, it's real sort of introductory high level. Here's what we think our problems are and what we're thinking we want to solve it. Do you do something similar to that? Or do you solve it in a different way? Can you solve it? And then if that's the case, we'll often talk about how we do that. And then if there's interest at the end of that call, we usually have an idea of, okay, does it make sense to bring more of your team in, do a full demo? What are kind of the next steps here in your evaluation? So it's really just understanding those high-level features and the problems that you solve in a headless solution. Usually right away, yes. Because we, you know, we usually have 30 minutes. It's meant to be, can we solve your challenges? Do we fit each other, so to speak? And if that makes sense, then yes, we proceed forward with more demos. We have a free trial account, pricing, you know, whatever kind of makes sense for their evaluation process. Now you mentioned e-commerce is a big one, big kind of segment you work with previously. So what are some of the needs and goals that you hear about when you're speaking to those e-commerce companies in that first call? Yeah. So site performance, again, is a really big one for that particular industry. So that's a main one. We also have some sort of unique things where we are not an e-commerce platform, but we plug into just about anyone that has API connection. So there are times where they are maybe supplementing their e-commerce store with 
images and product descriptions and stuff like you would expect a CMS to do. But maybe there's some dynamic information where maybe there's someone that likes to display real-time inventory counts, or maybe they are someone whose pricing kind of moves during the day, depending on demand and stuff like that. And so they want part of that API call to ping the e-commerce system and pull up as part of that description, hey, there's 1,112 of these left. It's 895 right now. So we do have the ability because we are API-based and we have a tool that can push information or pull information into Butter where we can give them some more kind of dynamic functionality that they didn't have before. Another big one is just content creation speed. If someone's taking days and it takes developer involvement to make a page go live or make a change go live, they're not able to react to their market and their customers the way that they normally want to. Personalization that I spoke to earlier, if you've ever gone into an e-commerce site and you log in and they bring you to a landing page that says, welcome back, Matt. Here's the last three products you ordered. Yeah. yeah. Here's an interesting article that corresponds to you as a user. And here's some other products that are very similar to that. A lot of that is personalization. And so depending on their logic, we can understand based on one product, things you might want to recommend the next time. So a lot of it is speed and flexibility, just kind of across the board. So in terms of content creation, site performance, being able to do other things outside of what you're normally doing now. Those are probably the main ones that I can think of right now. So let's say someone in e-commerce sets up an intro call with you. Mm -hmm. What are some of the questions they should expect you to be asking them? Yeah. So, I mean, a, a thing that's really helpful to us to understand is what is your current situation? What's your current state? So what I mean by that is, how are you doing things now? What's your current CMS? What's your current tech stack? If I was a marketer and I just wanted to create a new article, what does that process look like? Do I just go on the CMS and I type it up and it gets approved and I publish? Or do we have to check if we have this template? Do we have to go back and do these things? Does development have to get involved to either do the actual final publishing click? Or do they have to create something new for us every single time that we want to do something that isn't exactly to the letter the way we did it last time? So typically, if someone schedules a call with us, we're going to want to understand kind of what's the current state of things. And often that means kind of what's the current tech stack you're operating on? What's your current CMS? What is your content creation process in that CMS? Is someone in marketing able to just pop in, create a new page, fill everything out the way they want and have it look the way they want and publish it? Or is it a scenario where we do still see scenarios where they can't actually go live without development making that publish? We often see where, hey, I have this template, but I want to move this image or I want to do something a little differently and it can't work unless it's exactly the way it was when they created it. So, and then obviously we want to understand what goals they have with evaluating a new CMS. So things I mentioned earlier, we can't stand that it takes two days to create a new landing page and we feel like we're losing market share because of it or we're losing revenue because of it. And from the development side of things, are there headaches with their day-to-day -day process? So. Sometimes it's, yeah, we can do it. We're, it just distracts us from some of our main projects when we're always getting requests throughout the day. Sometimes they're sick of maintaining and doing the security and they want it off their plate. You know, it just really depends on the individual group. But really what I'm just trying to understand high level is what are they doing now and how? And so because are there ways that they've identified that they want to improve and they're looking directly to do that with us or... Or is they haven't evaluated CMSs in a few years, is there different ways of doing things that we can do that might make even more sense to them? I was impressed when I first came in and looked at Butter, some of the things that wowed me. One, 
how easy it was to preview in an environment like that. When you make a change, you could do a quick preview before you published it and just say, does that look good? Yep, it looks good. Great. Let's move it on. I love the workflow side of things, just being able to quickly, once you make a change, maybe there's somebody in your organization that has to proof it yep. or you want to send it to an executive and say, hey, does this look good before I launch it? Really easy right in the app to just send that off. They can look at it. If they wanted to make a change, they could just make it right there. Yep. Love that. Or send it right back to you and say, redo it, please. Yeah, or send it right back and say, redo it. You know, this doesn't look right. So yeah, there's some things there that that impressed me that things that weren't easily available to do in things like WordPress and mm-hmm. previous marketing positions that I'd had. So here's the big question that comes next is when I've switched from WordPress to some other platforms, I mean, it took us a good, and this wasn't a really big site. This was a site of maybe like 100 pages. It took us like four and a half months, five months to transition over to the new platform. So there's a lot of worry about A, the amount of time and the possibility of mess ups in an implementation where you're switching your site from one CMS to another. Yep. So in the process of implementation, what should someone understand if they were going to switch to a butter CMS? Yeah. So in that scenario, there's probably two things to think about. So number one is, how do we migrate everything that's in our current site over to this new CMS? Okay, I'll get into both of them here. But the second one would be, since Butter doesn't have a front end connected to it, that means that they're able to build their own. And so that also means if you don't have one, you would need to build your own. That is a little scary sometimes for people just because if it's something they haven't done before, all of a sudden it's, okay, where and how and and how does that work? The first one, in terms of migration, we hopefully make that fairly straightforward. So the development team would need to kind of map the components or the things that they already have built on their site over to Butter. Okay, What I mean by that is just corresponding fields and everything like that. So everything moves over and looks correct. In terms of the actual migration, that's something Butter will help you do. So it's not going to be a bunch of manual copy pasting. We're also going to help you make sure that we have everything mapped correctly before that happens. But it does take a little time to build that out. But then we have a migration tool and we use our right API as well, excuse me, to help pull that over. So a lot of times we kind of ease those fears. The front end piece is really needs to be what you guys want. And so a lot of times if they're a large enough organization and, you know, maybe they've built some front end applications or something for some other pieces of technology, hey, you know, it's fairly simple for them to build a new one for the CMS. And then you have the other end of the spectrum where maybe it's a smaller development team. They don't have front-end experience and they're there mostly maintaining. They're not necessarily building new projects. If that's the case, there's a lot of good digital agencies out there. We work with quite a few, so we're able to make recommendations if they don't have someone. But usually someone like that can come in as a one-off project and get something spun up for them within a couple of months. And I know you said four or five months. The timeline is really dependent on as you know, the size of the site and the team working on it. So we've had people that are able to dedicate a team to it that can do a a small, medium-sized site in a couple of weeks. But that does take a full-time team fully dedicated to it. I think the average is probably a few months, something like you said, three or four months for most people. But again, it really just depends on the amount of resources and time you can dedicate to it. Yeah. I think one of the things that most people, when they're looking to make a shift in CMS, they're also looking to make some changes in their site. So it's pretty common to have some changes. The other thing that I want to mention here before we get up too far, sorry, Jonathan, is I don't want people to look at it as, oh, now we have to find this new thing we didn't have just to make it work. 
the front end itself is one of the things that gives you performance, gives you flexibility, speed, and gives you some of those like dynamic abilities to be able to pull content in different ways through the CMS. Yeah. And that's, I mean, like I said, most people, when they hit that point, they're usually looking at an outside agency anyways. They're like, hey, come in here, help us identify some changes. They may be helping with the redesign as well. Yeah. So, right. So it might not just be the implementation. So oftentimes we'll see an agency that will help with all of it. But they also can take individual pieces depending on, you know, what the company has the resources for and what they're comfortable with. So you could even migrate your site over to maybe like a staging site. Mm -hmm. You can do staging sites on Butter, correct? Correct. Yep. You could do like a staging site, migrate all of it over from your old CMS to the new one, have it there, and then have your agency or your developer team then go and work with that and make the changes. Yeah, because we'd recommend you building out anything new in Butter going forward. So yeah, absolutely. Makes a lot of sense. Any last things you'd think of that maybe concerns people have about going headless or about butter that you could resolve? Honestly, if I were to say one of the biggest hurdles is people coming to us and saying, this headless thing sounds really cool. And our IT director told me this is what we want to do. But they're just not familiar because they haven't used the technology before, right? And then they say, oh, it's not just as simple as unplugging WordPress and plugging you in, there is a little work that needs to be done. And there's some consideration around what type of front end and what type of delivery we want this site to have going forward. So there are groups that kind of take a step back and go, oh, this is a little more broad than we expected just because they don't know. Outside of that, this is headless is a newer technology compared to kind of the more monolithic systems. We fit into I think I said this at the beginning, a composable architecture type model, which we're seeing much, much more and a lot more industries moving towards because you're, you're future-proofing in a lot of ways. You're connecting everything via API. So is, if there's ever a tool or a system or something that is now redundant or just doesn't work that well for you, you unplug it and you go get the next best-in-class tool. You're not stuck in that one brand's ecosystem for all of the other tools, plugins, and functionality that you would expect to add to your marketing site. Speed and security are both enhanced with an API-based system as well. So comfort and familiarity with WordPress interfaces and stuff has caused some people to that don't have that much need, you know, to maybe stick with a more traditional system. But it seems like the majority of companies that are looking for performance, speed of content creation, ability to move into new markets. That's another thing is as new channels become available, we're seeing people delivering content to VR headsets and things like that, that are not reachable via a traditional system. So there is some future proofing in there. And you're also allowing yourself to have one of the fastest technologies for site speed and performance and content creation as well. Yeah. I know the first time I looked at Butter, I was like, this is amazingly simple. It seems like there's, it's not very hard. That's hopefully the idea is that You deliver a lot of powerful things in the background with a very straightforward user interface that doesn't take a technical person to go in and build. That's the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Very simple interface. But I mean, some of the things like the ability to, like you said, send content both to an app and the same backend, send it to your website, maybe to multiple localized versions of your website is really powerful. Not to have to swap different instances. You know, automating things like translation. We have an AI tool built into Butter, but we plug into a lot of other localization services as well. So either having that person either bringing in like localize is one that we're integrated with. You can actually bring in your localized interface into Butter and create workflows and do stuff like that without ever leaving the CMS. So there's a lot of efficiencies you can gain 
either through automation or just allowing yourself to be available to a lot more channels from one single piece of content. Great information. Thank you so much, Matt. Really appreciate your time on and talking about Headless and, and a little bit about Butter as well. Yeah. If people want to get a hold of you, how do they get a hold of you? Yep. It's Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W at ButterCMS, CharlieMarySam.com or direct line is 612-242-8202. Excellent. Thanks so much for coming on, Matt. Really appreciate your insights. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Cutting Edge Web Content Development is brought to you by Butter CMS. To find out how you can build better with Butter, stop wasting dev time, and free your marketers from your legacy CMS, visit buttercms.com. Also, make sure to search for Cutting Edge Web Content Development in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Butter CMS, thank you for listening.